We are on Ksubis Laman Gimel Amabez 33b3 on the first column in the Arscroll Gemara. We have been spending some time on a question about what happens in a situation where a person should receive, does an action where they should receive lashes, and there's also one of the punishments is uh, a payment. Uh, what happens in that situation? Do you pay? Do you receive lashes? One or the other. The reason why we came on to this discussion at the very beginning is because we had a contradiction between two Mishnayos. There was the opening Mishnah of our chapter, of our parak, which said essentially that in a situation where a person um, rapes or seduces a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, so uh, even if it's a situation where it's raping or seducing a person's uh, let's say, relative, a sister, an aunt, uh, where the punishment is uh, kares or uh, lashes. If they're warned, it would be lashes. So then there's still a fine. Our mission says that there's a fine. You would have to pay. A person would have to pay. Um, in the Mishnah, in a different tractate, it says in the, the same situation where a person, uh, let's say, seduces a sister at the age of 12, between 12 and 12 and a half, so then they receive lashes. So it sounds like both happen. It sounds like both happen, that the person would have to pay the fine, pay the fine that they would have to pay of 50 shkalim, which is what our Mishnah was talking about, when a person seduces or rapes a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. In addition to that, the Mishnah elsewhere says that in the same scenario, same situation, they would receive lashes. So which one is it? So we had a lot to discuss about different opinions, Ula and Rabbi Yochanan, different opinions, how to explain the two Mishnayos, how to put them together, because they were of the opinion that it's either or, one or the other, either it's lashes or it's a monetary payment. Um, but it can't be both. The Gemara now will have the following answer to that original question. To that original question, how can we have both Mishnayos? The answer is, according to Rabbi Meir, there's one opinion, it says, no, you do receive both. You could receive, a person could receive both lashes and have to pay the fine. Now, this position of Rabbi Meir, where is it coming from? Uh, so this position of Rabbi Meir basically says as follows. It may be, maybe it's true. In other cases, in some cases, it would be a question of either or. Which one should the person get? Should it be lashes or should it be uh, the payment? Uh, it's, that, that could be true. However, in a case where the payment is not for um, a loss that was caused, not for damage that was caused, not for man- monetary damage, but it's what we refer to as a knas, it's a punishment above and beyond any monetary obligations due to the loss that was, that was incurred. Uh, above and beyond that, there is a knas, a, a, a fine a fine that the court places on this person, such as in our case that we're dealing with, where a person seduces or rapes a girl between the ages of 12 and a half. Uh, so then there's this fine above and beyond all the payments for everything that uh, they caused to this uh, young girl. Um, there's also the fine of 50 shkala. And so Rameyer says in situations of a fine, specifically where there's a fine, so then you would have both. You would have both lashes and uh, have to pay. In other cases where it's not a fine, so then maybe it's one or the other. But when it comes to a fine, so then it would be it would be both. So let's see this inside. Rishlakish Amar. Going back to the original question, Rishlakish says, 
Hamani, who is the author of both Mishnayos, that there's both flashes, and the Knas, the fine would continue to apply. It's Rav Meir, he, the Amar Lokum Mishalim, it's Rav Meir, who says that a person would receive both in the context of a fine. E Rav Meir, Afilubito Nami, the Gemara that says, wait a minute, you're going to tell me that our Mishnah is the position of Rabbi Meir, who says that in the case of a fine, so then the person should receive both lashes and a fine. What about the next Mishnah? The next Mishnah is not discussing a case of lashes. The next Mishnah, which we haven't gotten up to yet, hence it's the next Mishnah. Uh, the next Mishnah is a case where a person um, seduces or rapes, again, all these are terrible situations, seduces or rapes uh, his own daughter, who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. And in that case, we say that it's the death penalty. It's, it's not lashes, but it's the death penalty. And the author of that Mishnah says that the person will receive the death penalty and therefore there is no fine. The question is, according to Meir, there should be both. And the Gemara is making an assumption here uh, that just like Meir says, when it comes to lashes and a fine, both would apply. The person would receive both lashes and would have to pay. The same thing would be true if it was the death penalty and a fine, that the person would have get the death penalty and would have to pay the fine. So the Gemara says, well, who's the author of the next Mishnah? Uh, who said, who's the author of the next Mishnah? It can't be Rav Meir, because Rav Meir says that you would pay the fine if, even, if you, even if the person receives the death penalty. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, maybe you'll, you'll reject the assumption that we're making. Maybe Rav Meir is of the opinion that when there are lashes and a fine, there are both. But when it comes to the death penalty and a fine, it would only be the death penalty. Says the Gemara, I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. It's not true. It's not true. Velo, Vatanya, we have the following Bryce, we have the following case. Okay, this is the case. Ganav Vitavach Bishabis. The rule is as follows. If a person steals, they steal a sheep or an ox, and then they get a specific type of benefit from it. Either they sell that sheep or ox, or if they slaughter that sheep or ox, because they're they will use the the uh, the meat. Uh, so then there's a, a, an extra fine uh, that the Torah describes where they would have to, it's not just where they would have to pay back for what they stole, it's not just double, but it's four or five times the amount. Without getting into the specific details, it's either four or five times uh, the amount. So that's, that's what we refer to as a fine, which is why we're bringing this up, because we're discussing a fine. Um, so this is a situation where there is a fine, and they steal this. So what's the case? They steal it, and then they slaughter it on Shabbos. On Shabbos, to slaughter an animal on Shabbos, first of all, it's not their animal, but to slaughter an animal on Shabbos, that's deserving of the death penalty. So basically, this is what the Gemara is assuming right now. We have a situation where a person uh, steals and slaughters, so now they have to pay four or five times the amount. They do it on Shabbos, they also receive the death penalty, and yet we're going to see that they, according to mayor, they would have to pay, besides the death penalty, they would also have to pay. So it seems like a pretty good proof that you, that a person would, re, would receive both. So that's case number one. Case number two is to where a person stole and then slaughtered the animal, but not on Shabbos, but they slaughtered the animal for idol worship. It's part of idol worship, which is also deserving of the death penalty. Another case, which is also the death penalty and a fine, we will see that according to mayor, uh, a person would receive both. The last case is really a different uh, argument. It's really, we're not mentioning it for our discussion, but it's just the end of this b'risa, what happens if a person steals an ox um, that was destined to be stoned, that was destined to be killed for, for whatever reason? We're not going to get into it right now, 
but basically it was going to die anyways, and then then the person uh, slaughters it. So in that case also, in all three cases, and for our purposes, all we care about right now are the first two cases. The first two cases are cases where a person is obligated to pay four or five times the amount for, this, for stealing and then slaughtering the animal. And then at the same time, they're deserving the death penalty either because they slaughtered on Shabbos, which is not allowed, or because they slaughtered for the purpose of idol worship, which is not allowed, which is both of them are deserving the death penalty. Romero says you, a person receives the death penalty and they would have to pay. Chacham Potrin, however, the Chachamim, they say no, they, are ex- uh, they, they do not pay uh, the four or five times the amount. Um, so doesn't there seem to be a proof, asks the Gemara, that Romero holds that in a situation of the death penalty and a fine, a person gets both. So the Gemara is about to answer, no, this is not, this is not a case, this Bryce is not a case where a person does an action that leads to both the death penalty and a fine. It's not the case. How do we know? Ha'itmar Allah, Amr Rabbi Yaakov, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Amr Rabbi Yirmiya, Amr Rishon Ben Lakish, Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Lai, V'chol Chabur, Mishmed, Rabbi Yochanan, Amri, Betoveyach, Ayyadei, Acher. We are now entering into a fascinating, new fascinating topic. The case here is where uh, the person, person A, let's say Ruvain, he steals, he steals the animal, and then he appoints a messenger. Reuven appoints Shimon to slaughter the animal. And, he, and then the person ends up slaughtering the animal on Shabbos or for the purpose of idol worship. And the Gemara now is assuming that uh, who pays the four or five times the amount? That's the person who stole it. Even though he also has to slaughter it and he was not the one who slaughtered it. He appointed somebody else. But he could appoint an agent to uh, slaughter it. And therefore, he would have to pay the fine of four or five times the amount. Who is deserving of the death penalty? Not Ruvain, but Shimon. Shimon, who actually slaughtered it on Shabbos, or for the purpose of idol worship, Shimon receives the death penalty. Ruvain has to pay four or five times the amount. So this is not a this is not a, a an action of one person which leads to two punishments. Ruvain has one punishment, and Shimon has a different punishment. Ruvain because he stole it and then appointed a messenger to to slaughter it, he then has to pay the fine of four or five times the amount. But the person who actually slaughtered it, he's the one who receives the death penalty. So this is not really connected to our topic because it's it's two different people are being punished in this case. It's a, it's a very different situation. Um, and but it, but but the, the 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 reason why we're coming onto this is to explain that it's a case where Reuven appointed Shimon to uh, slaughter the animal. Um, this now leads to a very big discussion about the Gemara asks as follows. We know that there is a concept called There's a concept that a person there's a concept in the Torah that a person could appoint a messenger for different things. A person could appoint a messenger uh, to do different things to, uh, to receive a divorce document to accept to, to send a divorce document um, other situations where you could appoint a messenger. However, one scenario where you cannot appoint a messenger for is in a situation of asking, telling the messenger to do something against the Torah, to do an Avera. It does not work to appoint somebody as the messenger. Why that is, is, is a big discussion. One reason, let's say, one reason is because um, there's a concept that I didn't think when I appointed the person uh, to do something against the Torah, it it wasn't. It's not on me. I shouldn't be punished for this. 
as, as the person who, who appointed him because he should not have listened to me. I didn't think he was going to listen to me. He, 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 this was his own decision. He should have listened to Hashem. He should have listened to God, not to me. And so he's doing this on his own. And so you cannot connect me to this because I didn't, I didn't think he was going to take me seriously. And so therefore, the appointment of the messenger was not a real appointment. Um, and so that, that's, uh, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that it's just, it doesn't fall within the categories. Sometimes you could appoint a messenger, sometimes you can't. Just like you can't appoint a messenger, I can't say one day, um, I don't want to do a specific mitzvah like uh, putting on tefillin in the morning. I'll appoint a messenger and that person will do it for me. That doesn't work. There's certain mitzvahs which you have to do yourself. Then so too over here, it just it doesn't work to appoint somebody to, uh, to do an avera that will be for you, to do a sin that will then uh, apply to you. So basically, the Gemara is asking, I don't understand. Ruvain steals it. In order to be obligated to pay four or five times the amount, that fine, Ruvain then would have to slaughter it. He's now appointing somebody else. You're going to tell me that he could appoint somebody else to, sl- to slaughter it, and then Ruvain is punished four or five times the amount? We have a principle of you cannot appoint a messenger for the sin to be connected to you. It can't be connected to Ruvain. So how does this work? So the Gemara ends up answering, there's different sources for this, but the Gemara ends up saying that, no, this is one of the cases. There's actually three cases, but this is one of the three cases where a person, in fact, could appoint a messenger where the sin will relate back to the, to the person who appointed, to the first person. Ruvain could appoint Shimon to slaughter the animal, and the Torah tells us that this is one of a, just a few cases where in fact it would work as a messenger to say that Ruvain is obligated to pay four or five times the amount. Now in terms of the, the death penalty, that's obviously uh, only on Shimon. Shimon slaughtered it on Shabbos and he slaughtered it for the purposes of idol worship. That's on Shimon. That's not on Ruvain. And so the death penalty, Shimon, Shimon would receive the death penalty, but Ruvain appointed Shimon as the messenger to slaughter it and then Ruvain ends up getting punished to pay four or five times the amount. How do we know this? So there are different sources. Let's see a few of the, the few different sources that are that are quoted. Amar Rava. Rava says, Amar It's either one would have to pay four or five times the amount of what they stole, either by after stealing it they sell it or they they slaughter it. Now, just like when it comes to selling, you need another person there. You need to sell to somebody else. So, so too when it comes to slaughtering, you need somebody else. It can even apply when there's somebody else. That's one source. Debei Rishmal Tana, moving on to uh, 33b4 in the article, O the Rabbis of Shaliach, it's based on a superfluous word, O, or, either to sell or to slaughter, that extra word, or, O, or is to teach you, it could even be done through a messenger. Debei Chizki Tana, Tachas Rabos es Hashaliach. And another source is, from the extra word tachas. Another extra word tachas teaches you uh, that it, it can include a messenger. Says the Gemara, we just have a few more lines, says the Gemara, Very important line here. Says the Gemara as follows, let's analyze this situation. Ruvain, let's say we had Ruvain, and Ruvain were to uh, steal the animal and then slaughter it on Shabbos. If Ruvain would have done everything on his own, so Ruvain would steal the animal, slaughter it on Shabbos. So if he slaughtered it on Shabbos, what would happen? He would be in that one action. He would be obligated in the death penalty. He would be deserving of the death penalty, and he would have to pay four or five times the amount. That happens all at the same time. But yet we know that he wouldn't have to pay. 
because it's basically a case where a person does an action which leads to the death penalty or monetary payment. All one receives is the death penalty and not the monetary payment. Uh, and so in that scenario, he would not have to pay. Yet, asks the Gemara, if Reuven were to appoint a messenger, it's going to make it worse for him? If he appoints a messenger, so now Reuven will be, ob- the messenger will slaughter the animal. Reuven now is obligated to pay the monetary fine? How could that be? How could appointing a messenger make it even worse for him? If he did it himself, he wouldn't have to pay the fine of four or five times the amount. But but now that he appoints a messenger, it'll make it worse for him? Where do we ever have such a concept? So the Gemara answers, not mishum mishum The Gemara says, yes. Because really, fundamentally, he really is obligated to pay if he did it all himself. If he stole the animal and then slaughtered it on Shabbos, fundamentally, he should have to pay. He should have to pay because the only reason why he doesn't pay is because of the principle of Kim Le'e that this action led to the, both the death penalty and the payment. You only have the death penalty. You do not, you do not pay. Uh, but fundamentally, he really should pay. So once you get out of the Kim Le'e situation, once you create a scenario where one person is obligated to one thing, i.e. the monetary payment, the other person, Shimon, is obligated to the death penalty, it's no longer a case of Kimle where one action by one person leads to two punishments for that one person. It's no longer that case. So then, yes, Ruvain would in fact have to pay. The only reason why he doesn't pay is because due to a technicality. But fundamentally, it's a very important point, fundamentally he should have to pay. Which leads to, we'll conclude with this, it leads to a very a fascinating discussion that the commentators have about in these cases of Kimle. When the Torah tells us that if a person does an action which leads to two punishments, one is the death penalty and the other one is a monetary payment, we say you don't have to pay the monetary payment. You don't have to pay. You, uh, the, person, the person receives the death penalty. However, the question becomes, is there a value in paying? It's true, the person doesn't have to pay. But is there a value in paying? Is there, it, with, with, at least, uh, let's say, on a, the court can't force a person to pay, but maybe there's, there's a value from uh, what we refer to as min shemayim, from, from, from Hashem, that there's a value to pay or not. It seems to imply, potentially, potentially from our Gemara, that yes, we just say due to a technicality, a person doesn't have to pay. But maybe fundamentally, a person, there is value in a person paying. So that itself is a big discussion in the, uh, the Mepharshim, amongst the commentators. We're at the very bottom of Lama Gilmo Bez. We'll continue with this discussion, uh, in, beginning with next week's classes.